When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What is in store for us today? You tell us. We don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I know last night was a late one for the Minnesota Wild. Holy yes, cow. What happened? Well, we find well, we won three to two, double overtime. Double overtime, Lori. But the game ended at 101 a.m. Mm-hmm. Longest game in Minnesota Wild history. Oh. Started at 845. I fell asleep on the couch in between the second and third period, woke up at about 12.55 just in time to see the goal in second overtime. And Oh, you're kidding. We oh, beat... I fell asleep after the first overtime, I think. Yeah, Dallas Stars, yeah. too, against, you know, our former, you know, our former team right, a little bit. Right, right. And, and the the goalie for the Dallas Stars is a Lakeville kid, so a little connection there. And Cool. Well, I know Casey had switched her. We'd watched, like, three episodes of Perry Mason last night. Oh, isn't it good? It, you know what? It, it is oh. It is very good, and I feel like it's um, better than the first season. I think so, too. And it's been, like, two years. It seems like a long time since this couple show was years. out. Yeah, couple I years. Yeah, I agree. And Matthew Reese from the American. So, anyway, we watched, watched that, and then he's like, oh, I want to check the wild game. And then he's like, I'm not staying up for what. This could go all night. Two of the their goals, yeah, Colorado goals. Grant were at a quick face off, and they went in right away. Did you see those? Yeah, yep. They were mm-hmm. also their two were on power plays. So yes, we on, I think we only had one goal. We had the in regulation that wasn't on power play, but yeah, it was it was a dramatic finish. It was if you stayed up, but this is and we don't need to talk too much about it. But really, come on, get get your act together. There should be no reason that anybody should be watching a playoff hockey game. At one in the morning, there's no reason for this game to start at eight forty-five at night. Is it because the wild isn't as? I mean, yeah, they give preferential treatment to bigger the markets Rangers or something. Yes, like that. but at the same time, they also don't want to lose viewers, so they're starting these games right after each other when they could stag. You know, make you could have one start a little bit. Well, you know, um, you could apply for a job over there in charge of scheduling. That's true. This I know, right? Funny. I, well, okay, I, I so can speaking, complain all I want. It's not going to do anything. Speaking of that, <laughs> yeah. that sorry. I mean, I don't know Anyone, what to say to that. Yeah, no. you're right. You're right. No, but you're right. But it is, it's something that does bother a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Especially with kids. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the thing. You watch these things with your boys. I mean, I would. My dad would have let me stay or your up. Girls or your girls, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad would have let me stay up, but boy. It's been a tough day at school. Yeah, tough day. Well, I just want to give a shout out to the people who think it's okay to throw their entire Leanne Chin order out the window. <laughs> what? You what? saw somebody do that? I, That's um, terrible. No, I. You know, I am not complaining anymore about the garbage on the way to work. It sure doesn't sound like no, no. we're starting off that way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm taking things in my own hands. Oh, you told Grant mm-hmm. to go get a job in programming <laughs> right. at the sports station? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have um, logged in 
so many miles, rain and shine, with my garbage bags, yes. cleaning up cleaning up areas, and I'm just doing it myself. But today was exceptional. Is this a humble brag about no, this? No, it isn't. No, it it's isn't. just me dealing with my own issues. around your house, like around the, your the area, neighborhood. the neighborhood. And, yeah. and it's, you know, and I just am in awe of how people can throw entire meals and just leave them right there. And, and it isn't it like... It is kind of something else it, that people would just walk away from it, garbage like that. I, I've never seen it this bad, and I know... You know, it was because of COVID and stuff. There was stuff, and I did see people cleaning our freeways. But there's like the exit ramps don't get cleaned, and there's other areas. So I'm trying to figure out how to how to clean those. But I'm <laughs> this is how I no. Jeff oh. made me promise. He made me what? promise not to go and do that. But I um I'm just taking it in my own hands, and it feels really good to walk around yeah. with bags. But today I had a full 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 one, and yeah. I was like just around your park, around your just kind of by the. Yeah. The school the too, yeah, and by yeah. the street. I just I've clocked in. I'm trying to do well, about five miles Earth a day. Thanks you. No, you I know. know, and it makes me feel good, and I just yeah. think um, that it's a little thing that I can do instead of bitch about it. I love it. You really have spent many years I, complaining about it every single spring, like clockwork. It, it comes it, in. I know. We know it's the melt season. Donnie, we go. Oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> no, because it's a it pet is. peeve every spring. But this is the first. Spring, I've heard you say that I'm just taking it in my own hands. And I just he said you. it, it's my way of dealing with it. And if people um do see it out there, because it's it's really something between Minneapolis and St. Paul right oh, now on the freeway. And you don't drive the freeways like we drive. Ninety four is awful. Yeah. So anyway, don't go on the freeway. That's not recommended. You're not no. supposed to do that, but you can clean up your areas. Yeah. You know. It's, it's just Who the hell would stop their car and get out and pick up trash so on the side of the freeway? I'm so tempted. Or an entrance. Get out I of know. town. I'm crazy. With yourself. That I'm is just crazy. ridiculous. You That's... should see my eyes rolling when I get to stoplights. I want to get out and do something. I'm like you. I, I It drives me nuts. I just don't. Just bring your own garbage bags. Yeah. That's what I. That's the way we're going to deal with this. Yeah. Lori's eyes are rolling. Oh, so <laughs> hard. They hurt. They okay. hurt. I'm rolling them oh, so hard. Oh, God. Okay, what do we got Although I will say, I did go into Walgreens today, and there was a DQ cup um, that I picked up from the bottom. Oh, good. Yeah. Was it in the, the garbage can because it was, like, right in front of me, <laughs> and I thought, do I step over this? obvious piece of trash or do I pick it up and I thought no I will pick it up I will bend over it and pick it up and pick it up by the bottom and put it in the trash so yes I but I was out of my car going into a yes, store the garbage presented itself that's what it does to me on okay. a walk it's presenting itself and so but it really it was just kind of funny because I thought this is an entire meal that someone just decided I don't like this yeah I don't like this. All right, so we have a fun show today. Uh, we read a book that we absolutely love, The Hidden Life of Astra Kelly, and Catherine is going to be on with us at the bottom of the hour. And uh, we've got a big event tonight. Yes, the, Loja, the second Loja Book Club Live at the book event. So we're excited for everyone who's coming to that tonight. We're looking forward to seeing you and William Kent Kruger. What else do we know? So well, you, I just that I just we started a new show, Julia. Uh, Perry Mason was the this is our that life. won the coin flip. I okay. know it. <laughs> that won the coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other option? Oh, Casey wanted to watch Beef, and I said I'm no. not interested in watching that show. Don't. You watch it without me. Yeah, I don't. said I'd really like to just watch a little HBO, little uh, uh, you know, 
I like the characters on this. It's so good. And it's set in the 30s. 30s. And people haven't watched it the first year yet. It's just the setup of how Perry Mason came to be an attorney yeah. and how gritty it is and, and how I legal love this, it is. this wonderful lesbian storyline that we're getting. She's and... Peggy. Peggy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, people who no, watch... Odella. Odella. Okay, Della I'm sorry. Street. Yeah. But it really, that was something, you know, and every we watched Perry Mason growing up all the time. You know what? I have no recollection. You were gone. I must have been uh, out of country. Seven years. Yeah. Yeah, but... Just a whole slew. You really? What years were you gone? Well, I was gone. I was gone once in the '60s, and then again in the late '60s, and into the early '70s. No, no American TV. Yeah, but I became an excellent sumo wrestler between my sisters and I. (laughs) Living in Japan, many. And anime, anime. I mean, we watched so many good cartoons. It didn't matter that we did Japanese. There you go. Cartoons were epic. Oh yeah. I bet you they still are. That that, yeah. that genre is one of huge. the biggest genres out there. Yeah. Anime is huge. Huge. Yeah. Okay, listen, when we come back, uh, our story we can't give, get enough of. It. Lori and Julia here to talk divorce once again with Ann Tressler from Tressler Law. The topic of timing comes up. Is there a right time to get divorced? It's so sad anyway, but does this concern other couples? People do ask me that question. Some people think, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and get their finals and it'll be summer. Or I get the opposite. They say, well, I want to get them back in school and they're in the routine. And so the timing tends to revolve around kids more often than not. And the reality is that for most people, it's simply a personal decision. The only time I say you need to move sooner rather than later is when you're concerned about physical safety of anyone in the family or you're concerned the other side may be depleting money. If Timing is something that people are worried about. Will you be able to address that in the free one-hour consultation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, during the consultation, when you're getting more facts about each specific case, that's when you can decide whether or not the timing really is a priority in that particular matter. For your free one-hour divorce consultation, call Tressler Family Law. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Been a while since we've seen Chris Evans on a late night couch, and he's out promoting his uh, movie Ghosted, which is his third movie in the Chris Evans Anna de Armas universe. Uh, it's the third that they've done together yeah, because they I were nice that. out in 2019. Oh, all right, and then also the Gray Man. Oh, right. We were confused when we were talking about this yesterday, I think, Grant and I. And we were like, did it come out? Hasn't no, it no, come out? No, it was the gray man. And yeah. so their chemistry is already kind of there. And the, after the trailer dropped on Apple TV Plus and began dropping these little clips, it was it, this debate was, did these two ever really even film any of the movie together? Because the theory being that you can do a rom-com without actually filming scenes <laughs> together. So it's coming out on Apple on the 21st. So okay. he's out there and it's this little meat cute story. I don't really, it, it does, I don't know what I, uh, you know, when I'll get around to watching it, but it does look cute. It you know? does look cute. And it's not out yet. No, the 21st. Yep. And so here's Chris Evans sitting down on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, talking about, I don't know which one we're going to play cameos cameos and ghosted because i guess there are some some cameos which you're not allowed to talk about which i just learned right before we came out so (laughs) good thing 
I didn't say anything. <laughs> but they're good. great cameos. But they're really great cameos. Yeah, they're, good, they're some good friendly, buddies friendly of yours. faces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some some faces that you've seen before. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's, can I, 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 legally, I can say that. I hate asking people for cameos. It's such an awful thing to do. Oh, I wouldn't know what it's like. There you go. It's... The people that make the cameos are super uh, good and super funny. They're and, fantastic. And they're, they're people that you love and you go and they And crush. they showed up. They, they showed, showed up, up for me. We asked. So now show up. up for Chris Evans. Here we go. There are some cameos which you're not there we go. You know yeah. what's so funny is I thought he was saying he's got all these friends that want him to make cameos in their movies and shows versus that cameo is that entity where you go and celebrities can oh. do messages for you. So I was oh. so confused to the very end yeah. of that. Because I, I was that. thinking cameos. All yeah. right. No, no. He's cameo. talking about in his meet cute, you know, because it's, uh, you know, in this show, this movie or whatever, I guess it's a movie, you know, this guy meets a girl, falls in love with the girl, finds out she's a secret agent. Okay. That's Got sort it. Of the <laughs> premise of it. And then, uh, of course, he says this is the question he's been getting asked everywhere. Because I think it was on GMA yesterday. Yeah, have you ever been ghosted? Do you know what that feels like, Chris? You know, that's like the number one question I'm getting asked on this press tour. I mean, you could say no one's listening. Why, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I probably blocked it out if it's happened. Have you? Be I'm honest. Too, <laughs> I'm too old to kind of. I, well, see, maybe I kind of letters. Letters like, count. I mean, <laughs> texting didn't exist when I was dating. You know, <laughs> your pen pal just fell off. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> ran out of ink. You know, you know, yeah, I didn't get a pen exactly. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I was. I mean, there's definitely moments where I go, oh, they. They, yeah. They're not into me. Well, see, what I say is I'd almost rather be ghosted because you can tell yourself a story like maybe they, you know, lost their phone. If you've had the worst, which is just kind of a gradual less and less and less text, then there's really no confusing what's going on. <laughs> That's That's and cute. really, ghosting is not a new thing with cell phone times. When people have... You would like you would dodge somebody's phone All calls. The time. You would never return their phone calls. I mean, you just would disappear. Mm -hmm. Yes, I totally remember giving people fake, fake phone numbers. numbers all the yes. time. Mm -hmm. Just to get I away do too. from just them. To, yeah. I've gotten one in the past. Back Have in you? The day. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So it's not like a new thing, but uh, in the sense of what they were talking about. Anyway, he was he's just he's so cute. cute. Delightful. Well, you know, he was the 2022 sexiest man alive. We've got a oh, cut. Sorry. We've got a cut. All right. Mhm. Mm you were named the uh, sexiest man alive. Yeah. Right. That's right. Wow. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. right. And you right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 type you put thanks uh people. I think we can all agree that it's damn near impossible to follow in Paul Rudd's footsteps yeah. in any capacity, but I'll do my best. Which is true. I mean, pretty I know. much in any capacity it's tough to follow him, isn't it? Yeah, did you hear anything from Paul Rudd since uh the Yeah, I'm actually I'm in a, I'm in a fantasy football league with Paul and a, uh -uh. a few other actors. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Everybody, so they, they haze you and it almost feels like that's that's all that title does is give you a hard time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like nobody on the streets like, hey. You know what? You did it. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, ah, they're just, they're just, just hate you. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. So, well, that's yeah. good. And it's true. Clooney makes fun of it. Brad Pitt has made fun of it. You know, the, people do make fun Paul of themselves. Paul Rudd made fun of it. Yeah. yeah. The only people who don't make fun of it are people like Adam Levine, who were, who were it, not deserving. That's right. They <laughs> murdered it in the wrong, in the wrong place right. anyway, you know. Right. They, they don't give, they, he doesn't give anybody crap about it because he's very proud of the fact that he got that title. Mm-hmm. I but, think, yeah. I think this ghosted sounds kind of fun because he says it's a role reversal for him and he's kind of the yes. damsel in distress. Yes. Yeah, that's the funny part is yeah. like you see him as Captain Marvel, the guy that can handle everything and right? take everything on. But he's like this guy that's following this amazing woman who's this awesome spy. And he's just ah! like he in the if you see the previews, he looks flustered. Like you said, a damsel in distress. It's mm-hmm. it's really it, it, looks, it looks cute. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Maybe a Friday or Saturday cute. night on the couch. Maybe there you, know. you go. Yeah. Yeah. So the debate is, did these two ever actually film any scene? together That's in funny. this movie because of some of the over-the-scene shots that are obviously with doubles. Oh, funny. You know, like when I was watching Perry Mason, there was an episode where he goes to the Santa Anita racetrack and yes, gets yes. on that horse yes. and goes riding around where you can tell where they had a body double 100%. Yes. riding the horse bareback very fast around the track. Didn't even look like the color of Matthew. I, I think, Laurie, I totally know what you're talking about. But it, he <laughs> said that Chris Evans said about this movie, Ghosted, that he did do some of his own things. And he said, throughout the production of Making Ghosted, I would have more bruises, I would have more scrapes, you know, inching yeah. away down. But we'll see. He's kind it's, of like the male version of Sandra Bullock, is how I, I feel well, about yeah. him. Yeah. I think that's a compliment. I mean, I Hell think so yeah. too. Because he, I mean, in Knives Out, when he was in that, oh, we were just, just like, first of all, the sweater, the cable knit sweater. Dreamy. But he really was playing, you know, kind of an a hole, and we'd not really seen the right. smarmy side of him. And anyway, but yeah, he and Anna are like having a universe. He's with the third yeah, movie together, and Gray Man. Yeah, and funny There's how you, be another one. Funny how you say. Speaking of universe, you know, the MCU, Marvel Universe. Yeah. Paul Rudd plays Ant Man. Mm-hmm. And Captain America is Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. And Captain America is Captain. And so if you ever watch any of the Ant-Man movies, it's this ongoing joke that Paul Rudd is friends with Captain America. And everybody's like, nah, really? Are you? So-? It just, if okay. you know that backstory, yeah. okay. to hear him talk about how, like, how do you follow up Paul Rudd as the sexiest man? Right. But in the MCU, those roles are so reversed. Paul Rudd's character as Ant-Man is obsessed with his character as oh, Captain really? Marvel. So it's just kind of a fun play on each other. Like, yeah. if you know those two worlds, you know. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. It's Aww. just, when he was mentioning Paul, I'm like, if 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 this were in an Ant-Man movie, Paul would be like, no, Cap, you're the sexiest man. Yeah. <laughs> he calls I've never Cap. watched an Ant-Man. Oh, uh, they're good. They, he, Paul Rudd, anything he does he is, is funny. funny. Yeah, so. and that's the one with Michael Douglas is in it. Yes, yeah. and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Not, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, right? Yep, and... 
Uh, Evangeline Lilly and yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. My mom was very uh, she wanted me to explain why um, Ben Affleck had such a bad wig on in Air, and I said <laughs> he was playing Phil, Phil Knight. Knight, a guy who had that's what his hair <laughs> his, looked like. Right. And she's was it really that bad? And I said, yeah, I guess it must have been when right. they looked at the archival photo of Phil okay, Knight. That's funny. In no, the he just wore something horrible. Yeah. Did she like it? Uh, she liked it, but she didn't think it was great as everybody said oh, it was. Okay. Which the Hollywood speak on that is she slept, fell she asleep in the middle of part of it and missed some of it. But she loved Viola Davis. That's what my mom speak on that. The Hollywood speak. I like it. She fell asleep. I like it. That was great. All right, everybody, get to the airport early and enjoy yourself before you leave. Start your vacation early. You know, there's a lot of restaurants there that you don't get to go to. Sometimes you're just too busy to get to go to them, but they are at the airport. How about, you know, the Blue Door Pub? and a blue- I feel, Yeah, I feel that way about some of the restaurants there. That's what I'm just talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just sitting down and enjoying... Relaxing, a, a relaxing meal, and not be doing a- some shopping. I, you know, and I. One of the things that I think is fun because sometimes your flights are so long, you can get some good walks in. Yes, and um, they've got lockers there if you need to use them. Also, there's in some of the um, concourses, really great original artwork. Um, and um, just fun, fun places to shop. And of course, pre-book your parking 12 hours before you leave. Save $2 per day on your parking. It's genius. MSPAirport.com for more information. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And we are delighted to have another edition, a lovely book edition to the Loj Book Club, which is brought to you by Book Club Restaurant, where every time you go there, if you order a meal, you can either have a free appetizer or a free dessert. By mentioning the By mentioning us, yes. And today we have um, an author that we've never chatted with before who wrote a book that we are dying about. We have Catherine Sherbrooke with us. Her book is The Hidden Life of Astor Kelly. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Oh, my gosh. Loved your book. Yay! It's so good. Can you, um, you know, tell everybody what Aster, the hidden life of Aster Kelly is all about? Absolutely. Um, so it opens in 1948, Los Angeles. So we're talking about the time of old Hollywood. And Aster Kelly arrives in town hoping to break into the world of fashion design, which is a pretty bold dream for a woman in 1948. Um, ends up making fast friends with a designer named Fernando, and they both get romantically involved with very high-profile men in Hollywood. And sort of from there, uh, decisions are made and unintended consequences follow, which create some of the secrets that Astor has to keep um, that end up coming back to kind of upend her daughter, Lissy, who's an aspiring Broadway star in 1970s New York. So we've got Hollywood and Broadway and glitz and and grit, really. Yeah, both those industries. It's just I couldn't put it down, and oh, I think yeah, it's so way. clever your bookmark with the little ring on it too. By the way, oh thanks. <laughs> we read, you know, we read it interview an author a week, and we haven't had a bookmark with a ring attached to it. So that was really a very cute thing. Um, I'm wondering, you know. As we're reading more about your story and what inspired you to write about Astra Kelly. Sure. So um, my mother was a runway model in Hollywood in the late 40s. Um, 
which is a role that Astor ends up playing for her friend Fernando. And uh, it was a really important time in my mom's life. She was also a very young woman when she ended up in L.A., but she wouldn't talk about that time in her life. So she had her own secrets, and this was my kind of creative attempt to write a story that answered some of those questions for me, even though, though in the end it's a totally fictional story. I mean, I mean, kind of, kind of wild. And then you, um, you yeah, know, I'm going to ask my mom. I don't I, think there's anything I don't know about my mom's life because she was 17 <laughs> when I was born, Catherine. I mean, it is, right? an, it is a really intriguing, I can see how like that Colonel was there. Like, what do you like? Who did you know? And what would tell me everything? And maybe, maybe she didn't want to. She would tell us nothing, including, you know, she came home a divorcee with a young daughter and wouldn't put my older sister and wouldn't talk to my sister about her father. So secrets, secrets ran deep. Right. Um, Yeah. And you know, the other really interesting, um, storyline in, in the book, the hidden life of Aster Kelly is, you know, the relationship between Fernando the dress yeah. designer and then um the Christopher Page the movie star and how um the Hollywood studio where you can't be gay you have to have a secret life you have to have we'll set up a marriage for you and all of that did happen in Hollywood over and over absolutely they were called lavender marriages and and the studios were determined that the you know American public never find out if a star was gay because the belief was, and they were sadly probably right at the time, that the um, you know audiences wouldn't go to those movies. So they did everything that they could to protect those. And so Astor becomes very very close friends with Fernando and um, and was is able to watch this you know beautiful love story unfold, but in its you know, with the very sad piece of the fact that they have to keep it secret. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's just such a good book, and, yeah, and, and it's it and it's oh, and you. it's yeah. completely made up. But um, the name Aster. I mean, is, did you just kind of look in the forties for names that were popular, or how did you come up with even the name of your character? Yeah, so I, I sort of the first name and the last name had to go together for me. I wanted something that would sound glamorous. So right. Grace Kelly, Jean Kelly, I got that, and then. Aster kind of means star, you know, and they think of the flower, and um, I, it just kind of worked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It, you know what book it reminded me of uh, is hmm. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yes, yes, for sure. Love Taylor Jenkins' read. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was I had written a good bit of this book, actually, before I read that book, and I thought, oh, this is a this is a very, you know, it's a good comp. Yes. If people like that book. I think they'll like this book. Yeah, I, I think so. And what, what are the, I mean, has your, I know the book has, has just come out, but I mean, do does someone in Hollywood, hello, Reese Witherspoon, want to make this into a miniseries, a short? <laughs> if you want to give her a call, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh. I love it. You know? She's, we she's... can hope. I, yeah, yeah. I was out in, uh, I was actually out in Hollywood on book tour last week, but uh didn't have Reese's direct uh, address to knock on her door, but you never know. Maybe sometime. I think it's sort of made for made for the screen. It is. I mean, Catherine, this would be. I just want to see the '40s fashions and the looks, and her being the model for Lauren Bacall. I mean, you really. Yeah, this is right? this is Glamour. the kind of thing that Hollywood likes making too, because it's about the business. 
Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah and I'm, the I, sort of business on the side. You yeah. know, I, I thought it might be interesting to show this world of runway fashion mm-hmm. and haute couture and this idea of dressing stars when they're not on the screen. Yeah. But, you know, that's even how controlling the studios were is they wanted to make sure their stars looked perfect all the time. So what kind of, okay, so here are you, you have, you know, you're inspired by your mom's story and she doesn't share anything. And we've done a little, you know, reading Catherine and some on your website, which is really beautiful, but your mom was in pretty good circles with Bob Hope, Roy Rogers, you know, the girlfriend of Cary Grant was mm-hmm. her friend. Yeah. Um, these are big names. Did you have any um, feeling at all from your mom, like, or did, about what it was like then, or did you really have to just dig in and do all this research cold kind of about what it was like in the forties? Yeah, I really had to go from scratch. So mm-hmm. I, um, Lauren Bacall has a great memoir. So mm-hmm. I did read that. Um, and I relied a lot on things like vintage magazines. Yes. It's unbelievable how quickly you can drop yourself into a time and place. You know, you open up even the advertisements just mm-hmm. get you right into the time frame. Um, and so I, I'm very visual. So as many things like that as I can get my hands on. And then I had a whole bunch of uh, fashion resources too, literally like encyclopedias of textiles so that I could familiarize myself with fabrics and dress cuts and that sort of thing. Oh, I loved when Aster came up with the idea of the Capri pant before it was mm-hmm. called that. Right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, this is such a good book. If you're just joining us, we're talking with the author, Catherine Sherbrooke. It's The Hidden Life of Aster Kelly. And, you know, one of the things I was reading about you, Catherine, is this like your third novel or fourth? That's right. My third. Your third. My third novel. Yep. And my first book was a family memoir. So right. my fourth book in total. And then you did a historical fiction book, and then you did this one, The Hidden Life of Astor Kelly. And kind of what I was taken about was as a kid, you always wanted to be a writer, but you kind of described that you thought you needed a gift. That's right. Yep. I I loved books. I lived in books. It's all I wanted to do. And I, I was an English major in college. And I don't know. I just thought that I would be singled out as having some magical gift if I had it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds a little crazy. And uh, when that didn't happen, I just kind of took a left turn. And I was in business for a while before I finally decided, you know, maybe I should give this Writing. a go. And yeah. What I learned with the help of an organization in Boston called Grub Street and just a wonderful community of writers I got to know is that writing is a craft. You have to you have to practice it like mm-hmm. woodworking or or anything else. It doesn't just come naturally, really. Right. Most people. Right. I think that's just great advice. I mean, mm-hmm. that just struck me because, you know, if you work at it and you just You've written a wonderful novel that we just immersed ourselves in yeah. and loved being lost in the 70s Broadway timeline and in the 40s fashion and old Hollywood. Thank you so much for writing bo- I'm a great tweeting. book. I am sending <laughs> a thing of your book to Hello Sunshine and Reese. I'm going to be Ramona the Pass. I just wanted to know about your book. Um, Thank you. Catherine. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, I mean, right hand. I, I one of these days someone is going to listen to me, particularly Reese, because uh, we've tried, we've tried, and we had B- Leanne Moriarty on our show way oh before Big Little Eyes was way on before. TV. 
Wow. Yeah. So we, we really should listen to you. Yeah, well, we, Catherine, uh, we, we, do, uh, we do books well here. Yeah, it's the one yeah, thing yeah, we feel awesome. confident in is some, some of our other stuff. We're loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I love well, it. Thank you for including me in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right, so here's our question we have to ask you. What is the last great book that you read? Oh, the last great book. I just adored Demon Copperhead. Mm. by Barbara King Solver. Mm-hmm. Very different than my book, but adored it. Um, adored it. And there's a new book I should tell you about if you love Hollywood, which just came out okay. called Strangers in the Night, which is the fictionalized story of Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner. Oh. Another Hollywood scandal by Heather Webb. So if people are in the mood to stick with Hollywood, they should check that one out. All right. All right. Does Good. Heather work with Megan? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. But I can connect you if you want. I would love it. I would love it. Grant will get the information. We love meeting you, Catherine, and just your book is big thumbs up. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. It's great to meet you guys. Absolutely. Okay. We have um, two copies of the book available. And what am I? The book is called The Hidden Life of Esther Kelly, and you're going to want to meet her, and you're not going to let her go. Bye, Catherine. (laughs) Thank you, Catherine. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'd love to get the contact. Anyway, we do have two copies. Give us a buzz if you haven't gotten a book from us in a while. 651-641-1071. We're going to take a quick break. All right, everybody. We love Hammernecks Flooring Solutions, and we know you will, too. And um, the beauty of it is they're open seven days a week to give you opportunities to stop by one of their showrooms on the west side of town. They're on Bassett Road and 169. On the east side of town, they're on Ray Street. And at both locations, they have designers on staff that can help you make the smart choices that are going to work for you, but also work within your budget, either commercial or residential, for whatever your needs are. I cannot tell you how much we love our Hammernix carpeting. Oh, yeah. It's it's so nice. And even the remnant piece that you got down in your basement is so cush. And the beautiful pad. I mean, it is so cush. And if you even just need remnants or you just need ideas, they will work with you on everything. And, you know, we love shopping local and Hammernix. You know, the Nadies family started this business quite a while ago and have built it on their reputation. Stop by, tell them Lori and Julia sent you. All right, I'm going to have to wait till 4 o'clock to compose my tweet to Reese Witherspoon and Hello Sunshine Productions. I'm trying to give a succinct se- sentence of, uh, you know, why this well, needs to be optioned immediately. Okay, just meeting <laughs> Catherine Schwartz for the first time, I was sending... Sherbrooke. Sherbrooke. Mm-hmm. I'm sending her a note... And like you said, you needed to wait to four. I'm trying to do it during yeah, we our can't. break. We don't have time. I sent it to myself. Yeah, but there you go. <laughs> I just, so it's it's hard to, to type and can't. read right. and hear and things. But I want us to let our listeners know that, you know, Catherine, when in you read this on her website, if you mm-hmm. go and look, you know, her mother really was, you know, hung with the big circles and then came back, divorced and with a child. And never told and anyone And never told anything. anyone the story. You can see how curious oh, yeah. she would have been about, what is mom's story? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it gave her... Uh, a, a lot of material a for... A lot of material to lift off from because she 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 knows how to tell a story. She, She's very, very... Uh, I love this And book. it was very uh, old Hollywood glamour, but then we also had... The love letter to Broadway, sort of what where women, gay people were considered in society, but it's just all wrapped in 
an elegant and heart-wrenching way. Absolutely. It's called, we're talking about the book, The Hidden Life of Astro Kelly. Kelly, if you're just joining us, really, really good. And that's so funny. I send an email to myself instead of her, and, right. you, yeah, and you're yeah. trying to tweet Reese. The I can't do it. we do. Well, I did do this this morning. I did watch That's My Jam on, uh-huh. on uh, I DVR'd it last night, but I didn't watch it till this morning. But I really, um, yesterday we had played, um, Simu Lee had done um, Into Club in a Broke Country. And I have to admit, though, Julia, I... I'm only there for the performance. I sped forward oh. through any time they weren't singing. Oh, but some of the, they have a fun game, yeah. finish the line that I thought was really fun. Kind of like what Rocco does with us. Oh, Lori, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I was just buzzing you. forward to the performances. So Adam Lambert, who just love him, love his voice. Wow. And he's so good. And I didn't realize he was the other guest. And he spun <laughs> the wheel and he had to do... A song that I think gives me nightmares. I hated this song when I was a kid. The Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man? Okay, I did not like that song. I felt that the Muffin Muffin Man was a scary man. Okay, The Muffin Man? Yeah. So Adam Lambert gets that song, but he has to do it like Cher does in, like, Believe. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is great. So good. And here's an observation about um, um, Adam Lambert's <laughs> voice. It is just getting stronger yeah. as he gets older. Plus, he's a little um, fuller. You know, he's mm-hmm. a little bit maybe more the weight he's supposed to be as a 40-year-old man or whatever. Because then you're only are you ever that thin in your like, late teens really and 20s. He got really thin after American Idol. Because yes. then he went really thin. But he looked normal. Yeah, it looks me. like that's the weight yeah. that you know he's supposed to be at. So he's kind of got this robustness, an extra level to his voice. It makes me, I'm dying for Queen. Yeah. The yeah. Queen concert that yeah. I didn't buy tickets, but I still can. Yeah, was, you, know, oh, you can always go, wow. Julia. Yeah, so that was that And was those epic. were the sisters, the Bailey sisters. Chloe and yes. Haley. She's going to, Chloe is going to be... Ariel. Yes, in Little Mermaid. Yeah, that was a fun... And, Lori, you're right. Yeah. It's a fast-forward situation. Yeah, but, some but of the I moments, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it it's, because... Uh, it's different. Yeah, the morning shows were kind of boring this morning. Totally. They really were. So I was like, oh, I've got That's My Jam I can watch. <laughs> that's my jam. And folding laundry and doing all the exciting things that one doesn't, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. chores around your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another BTS member who's in the military. J-Hope oh. has joined the military. He showed off his buzz cut. He's the second BTS member to enter the South Korean army. Jin did mm-hmm. it first. He's 30. So, you know, it's compulsory military service in in South Korea and Israel, I think. Yes, too. it is. Yep. yep. Okay. And then Blackpink this weekend. I watched a couple of the things on. I don't know if you watched that live on Friday night, but Blackpink, the girl Korean pop group, um, Performed at Coachella, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, performed at Coachella, but it's a first Korean act, K-pop act, to headline Coachella. Wow. It was their first U.S. concert, and they've been around since 2016, and apparently it was one of the highlights of the weekend. Oh, yeah. And the Blinks, which is what the Black Pink fans call themselves. I love it. We have the Beehive, we have the Swifties, we have the Blinks. Blinks. Okay. Uh, And uh, the BTS Army. Oh, is that what they're called? Okay. That's what they're called. But mm-hmm. um, Jenny, Jisoo, uh, Rose, and Lisa, like, really were tearing it up. Because they dance 
rap, sing. They're really fun. I love the. I love how they yeah. integrate the sing and the rap together. Yeah, like that. Uh, the one song. The one you were playing earlier today Pink was Venom. Oh, Pink Venom. that one was popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So anyway, people were really liking that, and you know the girls were all excited. And um, from four years. Four years ago is when they started. To Coachella. Wow. Yeah. Big deal. Pretty unbelievable. Huge, yeah. Pretty so, unbelievable. And, and every did we talk about Frank Ocean? Like that people were so disappointed in him and you his know what? performance. I I can't even pretend to like Frank okay. Ocean songs. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. stop the I all right, <laughs> no. then wait a minute. Because yeah. I've got a bone to pick on this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I need to see your face, Grant, right I, now. I'm here. So I'm looking for you right now. Okay. Okay, and I'm just saying time out on Frank Ocean because when he hit the scene. You were in love with Frank Ocean. I'm like, <laughs> I must have and I'm like, I forgotten have, about it. I have no idea what yeah. you're talking about because was I was at the orange album. It was or? something orange. He's so nothing. Yeah. I don't see it. I it's don't so, even remember having oh, a crush on him. Oh, Lori. Oh, I'm a fickle music oh, person. You were a fickle. Everything. Fickly. Yeah. But you were so over the top about him. I'm like, I don't get it. Oh, Julia, you're missing it. No, like, I've, I I, I've forgotten it because I don't even remember it. And apparently he lip synced. He was supposed oh. to have an ice skating rink, but he fell and maybe hurt his oh, ankle honestly. practicing for an ice skating rink in the desert. I mean, didn't you know, he sit on the floor and just moan? Yes, basically. Oh, and Lori, it's so funny. And Justin Bieber like was like, yeah, he's really, he was the greatest. But, you know, he was getting Draw the Magic Circle by Haley with his head down he over He had his a, head between his legs and a sweatshirt over yeah. his head. Honestly. It was, that is just so funny uh-huh. because I wish I knew where to find it because you, honey. Oh, oh that's so funny. Frank Ocean, he's everything. It and was like, that I, first album. That but there first was like album. nothing on it. I bet you can't name one Frank oh, Ocean sure. song. I forgot I even liked him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is so funny. I forgot Grant, I even liked him. I have Grant, no recollection so of oh my, my Frank God. Ocean. That was a fleeting crush. Oh, but no, but you brought it up again. You're missing it, Julia. Oh, Julia. That and sounds like, <laughs> like me for sure. <laughs> I'm looking at his songs. Novocaine. I don't know any no, of them. You have to go all the way back to his very first that album. That one's from 11 years ago. Yeah, Novocaine. That's 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, a lot has changed in 11 years. I, that one just made me laugh. And I've been dying. I've been waiting for you to bring it up. And yeah. you haven't said it yesterday. And I'm like, she's going to talk about this. Nope. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. All right. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on my talk.